Good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas. I feel like every year on the 25th, I gather with a lot of you at this service on Christmas Day, that that's how I begin this sermon. It has, it has been a, uh, a busy 24 hours, let's just say that. And I was thinking this morning, because really I don't think about this sermon much until the morning of, uh, because we have a lot going on and I trust the Lord to give me what I need to say. And I was thinking this morning about, uh, as I was getting ready to go, how I uh, had heard Mother Lisa on Sunday make an announcement about the services that we had planned for Christmas this year, as always, and how she made the accusation that this was my favorite Christmas service. And I thought to myself, well, she's not totally wrong about that. But the truth of the matter is, is that I love all the Christmas services we have because they're all so incredibly different, which really makes it exciting and interesting. The, uh, our, our five o'clock service, of course, is the most chaotic and the most jam-packed and the most loud and the most excited. Uh, we had 360 people here yesterday, so the church was packed. So it was that kind of service that is just full of who knows what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. And we just trust God and plow through and give thanks for the arrival of Christmas. Then we have, of course, as you all know, the late service, which is full of, of smoke and bells, as we like to say. Not that's, that's like means you're doing something wrong, right? Yeah, it's smoke and, and mirrors. It's not smoke and mirrors. It smells and bells. I know, but I was thinking of the smoke, which you can still smell in the rafters here this morning. And it's, it's a little bit lighter crowd, and it's, it's a beautiful uh, service in and of itself that ends right around midnight. And uh, in my mind, the thing that I love the most about this service, which, of course, is different not just by the people who come out on Christmas Day, but also because of, of the quiet in, in the space. Even though it's hard for us to be quiet, there is a little more quiet when we gather here on Christmas morning than there is on Christmas Eve. And uh, it makes me think that, that, that it really fits very perfectly with the gospel readings that we have. Because uh, we don't use the story of the birth of Jesus from Luke on Christmas morning. We use the Gospel of John that uh, Deacon Mark just read for us. And to me, the story of Jesus' birth fits so well with those first services on Christmas Eve because it is filled with stuff happening, things going on, and a bit of chaos. You have to think about that story, and we all know it well. We really don't need to hear it on Christmas morning because we know it quite well. There are going to be nativity scenes all over in churchyards and here in All Saints for the next 12 days. And they fit perfectly with the story that we hear in Charlie Brown's Christmas and that we can get online, that we all know the story of, of the birth of Jesus. And, but what we sometimes forget about is how chaotic that story itself must have been. We know that Mary and Joseph are called back into Bethlehem for a census that's been required by the Roman Empire. We know that they get there with a nine-month pregnant woman who's going into labor. It's so crowded and so full, they can't find a place, so they have to go into a stable that night, and a baby is born. That would have been enough. But that's not where it ends, right? Because then the angel decides to show up and pick out some shepherds out in the field and tell them about what's going on. So can you imagine if you've had a rough trip, you've been traveling for hours, 
You suddenly have to go in a stable. Your wife gives birth, and all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. And it's a load of shepherds. Now think about this. I have nothing against shepherds, and they always look beautiful when they're five-year-old boys walking down the aisle, and girls too, for that matter. They're always dressed quite well, but shepherds were guys that lived out in the fields overnight, remember? And this happens at night. It says in the Bible, the angel appeared while the shepherds were watching their sheep by night. So these guys are not going to have time to go get cleaned up before they head into town. They are so excited. They get going. They get moving. They knock on the door. Can you imagine if you just had a baby or your wife had just had a baby or your spouse had just had a baby and you go walking in and, and, and you're there taking care of her and suddenly all these dirty shepherds show up? I mean, think of cowboys back in the 19th century America. This is the image that we have. They come rock, walking in there. They're so excited. They're talking 99 miles, you know, 99 miles a minute because they've just had this appearance of angels. It is total chaos. So to me, it fits quite perfectly with our five o'clock service. And, you know, they finally do leave and go out and tell all the town about it. The Bible doesn't tell us how many people hear the story and show up knocking on the stable door that night as well. So we have no idea when things begin to calm down. But my image of that story is that somewhere in the morning, things finally begin to be calm. Now, the Bible says that Mary takes all of these things and she ponders them in her heart. But I'm thinking that pondering could not have happened until things quieted down. And then she was able to take that time and consider all that had just transpired and what had just happened. And to me, that's where we are this morning. We have come to the moment to consider what God has given us with the birth of his son. We know the story. We know how crazy and chaotic it had been with all of those people showing up after Mary had given birth to the baby. He's lying in a manger. My hopes are that that morning, the innkeeper knocked on the door and said, hey, we got a room. Come on up and take a break. And that that is when Mary began to ponder the great things in her heart. And the great thing that must have come to her heart is she considered Gabriel's announcement to her, the angel's announcement. She considered her visit to her cousin Elizabeth. She thought about everything that had just happened in the last 24 hours as that she began to take a second in silence with Joseph, hopefully preparing her some food, getting things ready to take care of her. And she was able to think about that this was God that had come into being through her. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That, those words that come to us from John's Gospel, they must have filled up all of those images of Mary. Only in that moment when she had the silence and the time to think about it. Brothers and sisters, this is our time. The day has begun. Christmas Eve has come and passed. If you're like me and you have a child, you were up at six this morning. All the gifts have been open. I picked up all the trash and got it in a garbage bag before I left at 9.45. <laughs> and the time has come for us to sit in quiet and consider what an amazing act this is. Because we as Christians are the ones who have that ability to consider it. The world out there knows this is a holiday. Everything is closed. People know the story of Jesus, but are they sitting and considering how spectacular it was? 
that God loved us so much that he was willing to come down from heaven and become a little bitty baby in order that he could grow amongst us and touch everything that we touch, feel all that we feel, go through all the pain and the sorrow and the loss that we go through, finally even go through death so that God would have the ability to turn all of that upside down and give us hope. That's what this day begins. The greatest story ever told of God who was in the very beginning, who created everything, who created humanity, who created all of the life and the breath that we have in this world, who loved us so much, his creation so much, that he came and was born in the midst of us to be us and to give us our final path towards salvation. For God had tried many, many ways before. God had made covenants. God had given kings to Israel. God had sent prophets to call them back over and over and over again. God could have easily said, let's just scrap this and start all over. But God decided the way to move forward was to come and be with us, God with us, Emmanuel, so that he could change us and transform us and give us the steps and the movement forward to become what we were created to be, children of God. My wish for you this Christmas is find some time over these 12 days for silence. Sit in quiet. Read a verse of John 1. Or if you need to, go back and read Luke 2. But take some time to consider what a spectacular, magnificent, amazing event occurred 2,000 years ago on this day when Jesus Christ the Son of God, God with us, the Word that was with God and is God from the beginning, took on life and walked among us. Consider that and have a spectacular, amazing Christmas.